0: Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things, you know, inquiries, contracts, payments? It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. That the algorithm, aka Instagram, kind of has a thing for us here at the virtual assistant studio. But I also realized that life offline can be really, really sweet. I found that out after an unintentional hiatus of taking over a month off social media. And guess what? I 2x'd our revenue in our agency. That's right, friends. I did not post a story, a reel, a carousel, a static post on any social media platform in over 30 days. But that did not stop our clients from bundling into our business and getting amazing results. So if you're wondering, how did she do that? How did she grow her business without social media, especially considering her business is all about social media. Well, friends, if you want to peek behind the curtain, today's episode is for you. I'm breaking down exactly how I did this while I was out on maternity leave at the beginning of 2022. Crazy to say that, right? Feels like a long time ago. Yes, in fact, this is an old episode, but here's the thing. It was one of your most listened to, most loved episodes. And so in a time frame when I feel like a lot of us are tired of creating content, I am giving you permission to take your well-deserved break and I'm telling you exactly how you can 2X your revenue without social media. So let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Millennial Mom Movement, a podcast that's all about redefining what it means to be a working mom. I'm your host and business BFF, Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week we dig deep and reverse engineer how to make money on your own terms. Get ready for inspiring insights, fun chats, and tangible tips to rewrite your success story. Let's dive on in. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into something totally unexpected and completely unplanned that happened in my business that I literally just couldn't keep to myself. And I'm diving into how I unintentionally took a month off of social media, like literally a true hiatus, and I still managed to increase revenue within the business. It's no secret that I've preached to you guys. You don't need a massive social media following and you don't need a fancy website to be successful. I literally say that on the sales page for our course because I couldn't believe it to be true anymore. And I think what I'm about to share with you is further proof of that, even at the stage of business that I'm in. Now, before I dive into how I increased revenue in my business, all while caring for a newborn baby at home, I feel like I need to circle back to the no website and no social media because I think I kind of breezed over that a little bit. So here's the thing. Does a fancy website with gorgeous branding totally help to solidify you as a brand? I, yes, that is accurate. But what I really mean here is when you're first starting out, you truly don't need any of that. Oftentimes, I feel like we let the big things like building out a completely custom website and choosing the perfect logo and all of those like little nitty gritty things hold us back from taking action steps that are actually going to drive results and lead to profit within your business. And the same goes for social media. So a lot of times when we first start out, you know, we think we have to post consistently and we have to do all of these things. And while I believe that social media is an extremely powerful tool, hence like why my entire business is built on supporting bloggers and influencers. Like I clearly believe in the power of social media. I just think as a service-based business, a lot of times in the beginning when you're building out your audience on social media, The people that are following you are other people in your industry, and they're not necessarily your ideal client. A lot of times I've noticed that when somebody finds us on social, it's because they literally went to the search bar and typed in virtual assistant, filtered through like 10 or 15 people, and then picked the ones that they felt most aligned with. It's not that they were like following along for six months and then finally made the decision to reach out to us and book our services. So, and that's based on our niche. I feel like that could be different for other niches, but that's typically what I see. And even then, I feel like our social media, the people that do follow along are other people in the industry or their potential students that we're serving. And it's really like a point of connection for them and they're learning and getting value. But again, it's not like our ideal client on the services side of our business. So just something to think about when you're just starting out, you may not wanna spend all your time dumping into your social media, not to say that it's not important and you shouldn't have it, but it's not gonna be what ends up growing and scaling your business. You're not gonna have a true impact on social media until you've built up a large audience, which comes with time. And if you wanna hear more kind of about how I structure building out a virtual assistant business and what I do instead of focusing on social media. I do have a free live training that you can watch. It's just under an hour and you can head to the link in my bio on Instagram at the studio.com and that is there for you. And there's so many good like nuggets and tidbits in that training that if building a virtual assistant business or being a virtual assistant is something that you're interested in, I highly recommend going to check out that training. Okay, circling back to the good stuff. So in case you missed it, I had my second son, his name is Wallace Lynn Holmes on March 17th, So St. Patrick's Day, And he truly is our lucky little St. Patrick's Day baby. To be honest, I didn't really have a super clear plan for what maternity leave was going to look like. I had like structures and systems in place as far as like taking care of our clients, but I wasn't sure like how much I would be working, how little I would be working, when I would feel like coming back into the business, like just what that whole process would look like. So I kind of left it open which I mean, I feel like it ended up working out pretty well. The team was in such a great place with our current client load. And I felt comfortable working some while like the baby was napping, knowing that I was going to have support for my husband while he was home for those first few weeks. And we got really lucky. His company gave him four weeks paid paternity leave. And then we extended his time off by an additional two weeks through FMLA. So six weeks total, which originally when we were like planning this all out, we're like, oh my gosh, six weeks, like that is so much time. That's amazing. This is going to be so great. And then let's just say like we blinked and those six weeks were gone. It's funny because I didn't really know what to expect juggling two kids. And I think it's, it's like anything, you know, like you don't know what you don't know. But I think balancing the business on top of that, I'm going to be honest, like there were many moments where we're like, okay, this is a lot. (laughs) And it's funny, because I was having a conversation with a peer of mine, and she's also a mom of multiple kids. And I told her, I was like, I don't know if it's just me. But so many people said like, the biggest transition is from zero to one, which I agree, in the sense that like your whole life changes. But one to two was just, I think, more of a challenge and and again this is totally my experience i'm sure this isn't the case for everybody but we were like okay like this is a lot not that we're not thankful and not that we're just not in like blissful state to like be able to parent both of these children but i mean when you have a 2 year old who's in the middle of potty training and then you like bring another baby into the world and then you're like trying to work from home it just like all the lines are very blurred But all that to say, we're now eight weeks out. I'm feeling much better. Um, My husband has gone back to work. So I kind of had to like figure out, you know, my new schedule, just like having the baby at home with me and still working and getting Beckham off to school and all of that. But it's going good. I think we are managing. I wouldn't say we're like thriving yet, but we're managing. And I'm cool with where we are. So I am, however, looking forward to when... That sweet little baby decides to start sleeping through the night. I think once we get there, it's going to be like a whole nother levels of game changing because I feel like some days my brain is at 50% capacity because I had to wake up with him too many times throughout the night. And then other days I'm like, oh, we've got this. So it's just funny, like the roller coasters of motherhood, as I'm sure you can relate to. So all of that to be said, in those early weeks when We first brought Wallace home from the hospital and we were trying to sort of figure out our life as a family of four. One thing that I didn't expect is that recovery was much different with my second than it was with my first. And I don't think I was fully prepared for recovering from the birth while taking care of a baby while taking care of a toddler while running a business. So that kind of I think threw a little bit of a wrench into my like so-called plan, but I think like those first four weeks, they were just survival mode. So for me specifically, like the thought of taking time to show up online was at the very bottom of my to do list. Mentally, I just like didn't have the energy to completely like, not to say that you have to like get ready to show up on social media. But I mean, we were like next level need to shower. So I was not like about to pop on the stories or anything like that. And really, I was just trying to soak up the newborn snuggles, as they say, and like really be in the moment and not on my phone so much unless I was obviously working or whatever. So it's kind of funny because I like didn't really post. And then it's kind of like working out where once you're in the routine of it, like it's no big deal. You just do it and it's all good. But then like if you stop working out, it's so much harder to like go back to the gym and get started again. And that's kind of how it was with social media for me. So like I feel like I blinked and a month went by and I was like, oh, my gosh, I literally haven't posted. And it was kind of nice to be like off the grid a little bit. Not to say that I'm like, you know, a huge social media person or anything like that, but just to not have to feel like, you know, you have to like show up and be this perfect version of yourself. So I think the most beautiful part about this very long story is that during this time, I was able to increase our revenue during our business, despite being off social media completely. So behind the scenes of business was literally wild and crazy, like truth be told. And it's still a little wild and crazy right now, which is Part of why we are looking to expand our team, which has been just the most beautiful blessing. We actually just hired on two new team members, which I could not be more excited about them. I think they are going to just thrive in the business. They're going to be able to serve our clients really well. They're excited about being part of the studio and it's going to be great. So you're probably thinking, okay, like that's really great for you and all, but okay, give me the details. Like, how did you actually make that happen? And I'm going to be honest, it's really a combination of a few different things. And the funny thing about business is I feel like sometimes it's like rolling a snowball. At first, you're like packing it and putting all this effort in and rolling it and padding it and it's kind of sticking together, like kind of starting to get bigger. But then eventually the snowball Sticks together, it takes off, it literally starts rolling down the hill and it's getting bigger and faster and stronger. And I feel like that's kind of like how business is. You don't always know like that exact point when it's going to like take off down the hill and start to grab all the extra snow. And it's tricky because you can't pinpoint that, but like you know it's going to happen at some point. And for us, it was literally the month that I had Wallace was like, boom, it's go time. So behind the scenes, I had been working on refining things like our sales machine for a course and organic marketing strategies. And how do you get the word out there? Like for your business, like any other business owner wants to do, you want to try to get in front of new audiences so that you can find more of your ideal person, whether that be a client or whether that be a student or, you know, somebody to purchase your product. Like it can look different depending on what your business model is, but essentially it's the same strategy. And I think for us, it just so happened where all of these things sort of came together and worked simultaneously. But they also kind of happened again at the same time, which was a little wild and a little crazy, but a beautiful blessing. So literally the day that I was induced with Wallace, we signed on three new clients, which is amazing. And it just goes to show like what happens when you continue to push forward and you're putting out positive energy into the world and you're trusting that like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm staying in my lane and like things are going to work out. or are going to continue to grow. So I just want to encourage you if you're feeling like, gosh, I've been packing this snowball for a long time. Like, when is it going to start rolling on its own? Keep going. I promise the snowball will go down the hill eventually. And I don't know why I chose the snowball analogy, but we're just we're rolling with it. Pun intended. So the other thing I want you to think about is really how can you get in front of new audiences? And I think this is the biggest thing for us that is completely free. Like, how can you get your face in front of new audiences and build mutually beneficial relationships, whether this is through PR on social media, which is ironic since I know I'm talking about being off social media, maybe doing an in-person meetup. There's so many different ways. Maybe being a guest on another person's podcast. As long as you can find somebody that aligned in a similar niche, maybe you guys have like overlapping audiences in a sense, but you could both serve each other's audiences. Like this would be an ideal situation. So think about other entrepreneurs that you could pair up with. Maybe you could do like a live training together or you could offer to give something of value to each of your audiences via email. You could create like a free bundle where like multiple friends of yours in the business create all these freebies and bundle them together and then send them out to your list. I feel like there's so many different ways that you can go about this. But really, it's all about thinking about, okay, where is my ideal client? And how can I get in front of them? Because I really want you to think about it not as like a skeezy sales tactic. But If they don't know about your service, then like you're not doing yourself or them any justice because you have something of value that they probably need. And keeping that from them is not a great strategy either. So like you want them to know about whatever it is that you're offering. And if you're in the service-based industry, the last thing I want you to think about is ways that you can pitch yourself to your ideal client. I want you to think about your current client experience. And if you feel like social media is the end-all be-all and you couldn't possibly take time away from that, I challenge you to start taking even just a day off, maybe a weekend off. Because trust me when I say, if you've truly built a sustainable business and an engaged audience, they will be there when you come back, I promise. So to recap the Three different strategies that we use. One, we built out an automated sales machine on the back end so that we have leads going into our business on autopilot. Two, we partnered with other people in our industry in order to get in front of new audiences. And three, we take time to pitch ourselves. We're all about attracting, but at the same time, like you have to put yourself out there and get in front of new audiences. Otherwise, How is anybody going to know you? All that to be said, those are three very easy tactical things that you can do literally today in your business. And with those three things in place, you won't have to worry about showing up on social media and you can show up when it's fun and convenient to you and it won't feel like it's a responsibility and you won't have this pull to be like, oh, I haven't posted today. You'll be like, I haven't posted today. That's cool. I'll post later this evening. No big deal because your audience is there. You've built a sustainable business and social media is not the end all be all for you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode all about how I personally 2x our revenue while taking a month social media hiatus. I cannot wait for more chats just like this. Until next time. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.